0: Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Mike Brilla, host of the Inspired Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm joined today by Jamie Sletsky, and I'm so excited to have her. And before we get into today's topic, I'm going to have her introduce herself, let you know about the work she does and all those good things. So welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Oh,
1: thank you, Jessica. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am a technology strategist. What am I doing on a music related podcast? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I work with music teachers to create online income and impact through one to many programming. What that means is if you want to create A course, if you want to sell your lesson plans, if you want to surround yourself with people who want to learn from you in any way in a one to many capacity outside of the classroom, Mm -hmm. outside of private lessons, and you want to do it online, that's where um, I intersect. I come to this from a complete tech background. got my degree in computer science. I worked in corporate IT and I came home when my kids were little. I know that so many of you understand that. And for me, it was, okay, what can I do online? Because it was 2011 when I came home and I had this tech background. I knew what I could do and I just kind of dabbled and dabbled and dabbled, did a bunch of freelance work and I fell in love with music education Mm. and how that impacts the whole and how it's not trying to fix a problem, but it's creating an opportunity. It's opening doors. It's helping people navigate their way through the doorway and see what's actually possible. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Is like, I have this tech hat on all the time, but like the lenses are faced towards how do we create more
0: online opportunity for music education? I love it before (laughs) we started recording me and you were just chit chatting and I was telling you that I love my podcast. What I love about it is I try to make it where, of course, I'm helping music teachers you know, implement strategies in their classroom, but I want it to be well rounded where they're learning about opportunities to make extra income. Let's be honest, teachers, you don't sometimes make enough to support yourself mm-hmm. and you need extra income. Or I also love providing tech opportunities, or we speak about mindset. And so I love how you already use the words well rounded because that's what this podcast is it's just giving you the knowledge you need to take what you learn and run with it. And so you are, yeah, this is going to be an amazing conversation <laughs> and I'm so excited. So you're going to talk about, well, I guess we're going to discuss the opportunities to help music teachers create and consume online. Mm -hmm. So let's start off by talking about the opportunities available for music teachers when it comes to creating resources to put out into the world. What kind of opportunities are there and what are some of your favorites?
1: Okay, well, let's just talk teachers pay teachers to begin with, because Mm -hmm. that is the one that I think most people are familiar with it is a great place where you can take something that you did that worked really well in your classroom and put it up there charge for it and kind of let it sit and you can you can point people to it through social media and things like that but it, it's a really it's it's a great platform because teachers know about it And that's why it's such a great platform is because teachers who are looking for something specific, we're recording this in November. Mm -hmm. November has two major holidays. It's got Veterans Day and Thanksgiving. There are teachers out there right now who are looking for something new to teach for Veterans Day, something new to teach for Thanksgiving or Indigenous People's Day or whatever it might be that they want to do, a new bend on things. If you have something, it's Mm -hmm. a great place to do it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. That's the thing I love about Teachers Pay Teachers is that you can put a one-page PDF, put a price tag on it, and it's done. Or you could do something that's 20, 30 pages long and have it on there as well. Beyond teachers, paid teachers, there's the ability to sell things through your own like Instagram marketplace. Like you can actually sell your, that same product through an Instagram marketplace or, you know, on, on Facebook or, you know, and different places like that, it's pretty simple to set that up. And then we go from there into like your own domain. So like mm-hmm. on your own website. And again, I'm still just talking about something simple that other teachers are going to be able to be like, Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I didn't have to create this myself. Yeah. The next level is to create something that is a more educational rather than transactional. And that's where I spend most of my time is with online courses and membership sites and communities and really building out more of something that is leverageable either by the students themselves or by other teachers. A lot of times I'll have teachers who are, you know, piano teacher, for example, who creates a course for another, for other piano teachers. Mm -hmm. They're not creating a piano course for students. They're creating a course to help other teachers learn how to teach something. And I think that that is something that's really transferable for the in-classroom teacher is to create something that, you know, maybe that you've done something really cool in your school in the past three years bundle that up into a course and make it available for other teachers to implement in their schools or into their districts. The sky's the limit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when you were talking, I was thinking uh, some of the pushback with teachers I have coached when it comes to business opportunities is, yes, there's so much out there, but how do I know which (laughs) option is right for me? I'm sure you get that question a lot too. Like, well, should Uh should I do this one or this one or this one or this? So what advice do you give around that? do something that you like
1: mm, that's, that's the good. first thing don't do something because you think the money's there do things that you like um i know you were late, recently listening to a podcast where i talked about my zone the zone of genius yeah. this is like my favorite thing ever it is where your passion and your skill set collide and the more time you can spend in that explosive space the better so you're passionate about certain things. There's Mm -hmm. some things you have to do. There's things that you want to do. Those are your passions. Okay. Make sure that you're you're working on something that you're passionate about. And then your your skill set. You're Teacher, you know how to create a curriculum. Mm -hmm. You know how to logically take people through things. And even if you have to loop around the block three or four times, because you know that that kid who is eight years old and you're getting them in class after lunch, you need to loop through the classroom (laughs) three times around. Yes. (laughs) you have the skill set and expertise mm-hmm. to be able to put something together. So making sure that you're doing something that you want to be doing that really like hones in on your strengths and your passions.
0: yes, love it. I agree with that. I, I tell people a lot that I started my business and I made no money. and people are like, well, then why'd you keep going Because it was passion. It mm-hmm. was i had passion where i knew one day i didn't know what like mm-hmm. it would turn into but i knew i was passionate about it and mm-hmm. the passion kept going and opened doors to other opportunities, which opened doors to other opportunities. And then I'd have these aha moments and say, ooh, I need to create that. I have to put that in the world where I didn't know that from the beginning. So I do sometimes think it is about putting one foot in front of the other or just starting because Mm -hmm. I think that starting point, your passion is there and then starting something will help you realize if you're going the right direction or if you want to pivot. But sometimes it's the... It's just that taking that first step part that's sometimes the hardest of putting work into the world, like you said, whether it is a one-page PDF or starting a whole course. But the thing itself, just the putting the thing out there, whatever the thing is, is sometimes the hardest part just because you don't know how it's going to be received by everyone else. But that's why your passion drives you so much. I love that you put it that way. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really
1: important to do something that you think is going to have an impact. That's why I talk about, you know, making an impact and income. And I put them in that order because, well, one, I know most most music teachers are, Mm -hmm. you know, all about the impact. They want to have a positive influence on people and income is a necessary thing. But when you're thinking about making the impact, you know what the outcome needs to be. If you're just focused on making the income, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. I say this with courses all the time, that courses have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. We have to be working toward a goal, and we have to know where that student is starting from in order to actually get them through the course. Mm -hmm. Most online courses have minuscule completion rates. And I can tell you that the course, the courses that my clients create have much higher than average completion rates because we focus so much on the student journey. And as a teacher, you get this, like it's way easier to explain this and help a teacher who's been in the classroom, understand this concept than it is for somebody who has just decided they wanted to create a
0: course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you're assessing your students all the time. And you know, every student in your classroom is different and has learning, you know, different ways they learn. And so you're going to have to start at point A with one student, where over here, the students may be at point G already. And, and so, yeah, it's differentiating and knowing who is where in your classroom in the same if you end up creating something for adult students, it's the same way. It's here, you focus on this area and I'm going to help this student focus here, but knowing where your students are at and like, I love that you said the beginning, middle and end part, it, instead of just saying, here's content, go learn it. Uh-huh. They're not going to complete that because they don't know why. Like, There's no structure. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So a teacher saying, I want to put work into the world, like on teachers pay teachers, but I'm kind of scared to do this or I'm not good enough or, or maybe even. Everyone else out there is already doing this. So why do they need my work? What advice do you give to a teacher having thoughts like Yay! this? Yay, <laughs> we get to put the mindset hat yeah, on. I know.
1: <laughs> oh, I love talking mindset. And I never thought I would want to talk mindset. Like This is something that was like completely came out of left field. So you have to understand I'm learning this alongside with my clients mm-hmm. all the time. You will never be seen as the expert if you don't show your expertise, if nobody knows you exist and you don't want to even start putting something out there, how in the world are you going to actually make this happen? There is nothing that you're going to be able to overcome if you don't have a place to start. It's not a failure. It's not a failure if you're product that you put up on Teachers Pay Teachers doesn't sell. It's a learning opportunity. It's something where you say, okay, why didn't it sell? Well, it didn't sell because I didn't talk about it. It didn't sell because nobody went to my page. Well, there's one problem. If it didn't sell and people did go to your page, then maybe you need to work on what your sales page looks like. If it didn't sell when you had worked on your sales page, then, you know, you just kind of can keep iterating and going through the process in order to find, you know, we need data. I think that, you know, like uh, putting on our our teacher hat for a moment, you know, we need data in order to be able to do more. And there are so let me just tell you this. There is so much online that if you put something out and it flops, nobody's going to (laughs) know.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and going back to the teacher language, there's so many, when you said the word data, there's so many ways teachers use data in their classroom. Uh Going back to students, tracking data, assessing, grading purposes, you know, different um, formative and summative assessments and things. And so this definitely, definitely applies to online business. I know when I started mine, I didn't know about the data piece at first. It was just, mm-hmm. I didn't work. I'm a failure. I shouldn't be doing any of this. Nobody, like, let's be honest. When I started a blog, I don't even know if I've ever shared this on this podcast, but seven years ago, my blog got read by my mom, my husband, probably a friend, and maybe one music teacher found it online somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I I just like, you going back to the passion piece we talked about earlier, Yeah, passion kept driving me. I didn't know what seo was i didn't if you're listening to this and you're like what is that that's search engine optimization i didn't understand how to drive traffic to my website i didn't know i didn't know how to get found i didn't know you don't know what you don't know but when you get into the world of teaching you don't know what you don't know you you're just told to track data and you're like what does that mean well you're taught how well the same in online business once you start like you said it's not a failure but you start figuring out why did this not work Mm -hmm. instead of it didn't work but it doesn't mean it's always not going to work it just means there's some pivoting to be done and things you need to learn and ways you can grow and get better in that way. And when you start looking at the data, it really does help you to pivot and adjust and make changes as needed. So, uh, you know,
1: and you know what, you don't know if you're going to, you know, hit a home run the first time out. You might be so apprehensive to put this thing out there because you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you've got a big enough following on social media. You don't, 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 don't. Mm -hmm. What if you put it out there and you hit that home run? You make that extra thousand dollars a month on that first month. What if? So like you could have both sides of the coin.
0: Yeah. And one thing I was I actually had this conversation the other day, someone who she's still in the classroom, she loves teaching, she doesn't want to leave. And that's great. And I'm yes, a hobby a huge mm-hmm, advocate mm-hmm. for that. But she wanted to start a side business of selling something. And she said one of the huge and I never thought about this this way. But she said one of the huge mindset shifts for her was, if you put something in front of your students who are children, mm-hmm. and not everybody's gonna love it. But a lot of times, it's just like, this is what we're doing here's my resource, or here's this worksheet, or here's this right. activity. Mm-hmm. When you put it in front of adult learners, I feel like there's more fear there because there are people around your similar age group mm-hmm. and they're adult learners. And you're like, wait a minute, it's just, you're just not used to it. It's a mindset shift. And she said that to me and she's like, that's one of my fears of putting my work into the world is it's different putting it in front of children all day, every day versus now there's adults who may be buying this thing that I've always used. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> knowing your market, knowing mm-hmm. who you're selling to, you mm-hmm. don't get to sell with puppets. If yeah. you're, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, you're not selling a concept with puppets. If you're selling it to the parent, you need to sell it with facts, but mm. you need to sell it with interest too. So like it, there, there's just a lot that can go into
0: it. But the most important thing is to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. So let's pivot and talk about resources that music teachers can consume. We've talked about how they can sell their work, but how can they consume? And which ones, which resources do you like out there and why do you like them? Oh, this is
1: such a good question. And I don't spend enough time seeing all the resources that are out there. Um, the first re- set of resources is social media and i say that with a big huge asterisk <laughs> that you want to be looking at what other teachers are doing and saying mm-hmm. and how they're impacting their classroom how they're motivating their students using social media as a way to kind of gain inspiration for what you're going to do in the classroom is like is kind of like where where i was going with it mm-hmm. but Because it's free, it's an easy way to to get started um, being curious online. It's an you know, and then you can say, "Oh, I mean, I'm going to immediately like this is my brain." Like I immediately shifted from the consumer to the creator, and I'm going to try and not do that right now. So, so social media and and YouTube and you know, you know, those are those are where you're going to go at the first level of of learning and things like that. And then of course you can be a consumer on teachers, pay teachers, you know, that's a place that you can go and you can be inspired. You can be motivated. And again, I immediately, we shift from the consumer to the creator, like, Mm oh, what could I put on here? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so again, like those are two places that you can just get started. And then there are hundreds of creators Out there who have created their own courses, their own products that are sitting on their websites. And how do you find them? You get involved in conversation again on social media. So, not just consuming what people are doing on Instagram, but get into some Facebook groups where people are able to promote their own stuff. Because when you look at what other people are promoting that they've created, then you might be, you might spark something. Ooh, this teacher created a, a program for how to get kids who I have right after lunch mm-hmm. focused on their classrooms. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and do that. So it's really a matter of being curious um, because you, Yes, you could go to Google and you could search for (laughs) something, but the challenge with going to Google and searching for something is you don't necessarily know what you want to search for. Mm. So that's why I start with social media even before uh, YouTube, because you can see what other teachers are are doing. um, And let the social media algorithms, let the Instagram algorithm tell you what you might be interested in. Go to the Reels tab. Go to the explore tab on Instagram Mm -hmm. because social media, I mean, Meta has paid millions of dollars to work on that algorithm. Start using it to better yourself. And you're obviously, you're going to see things that are entertainment, but you're also going to take the, you know, learn Um, some new things. And you're going to see Mm -hmm. teachers that inspire you, motivate you and go down the rabbit holes. Just make sure you don't spend too much time down every rabbit hole. If somebody posts something that you like, follow them, check out their links, you know, and connect with them and Mm -hmm. learn from them. And once you've got a handful of these people that you're learning from, then just go back to those same people and gradually you can expand from there. And you don't need to learn from everybody, learn from the people that you resonate with.
0: Yeah, so good. And when you were talking about going from consumer to creator, one thing that's worked really well, and I don't know if I learned this from a mentor, but like in a Facebook group, for example, you will see the common questions being asked by in different uh, threads on a facebook group mm-hmm. over and over and over you're going to see some common questions and you're like oh i i have a good answer for that like i have a i have a resource maybe i've already created for that mm-hmm. and, and obviously a lot of times these groups don't want you to just post your resources but a lot of them you just start answering those questions people are going to naturally be curious about who are you this person keeps answering this question and maybe well if you have a website check out your link or even find you on social media but another cool thing about that is one thing that I've seen is I will sometimes see the gaps <laughs> and like mm-hmm. where, okay, this question is getting answered over and over. But one thing I see a commonality is these people have this question and no one's answering it or no mm-hmm. one's created a resource around this that I have found or seen. And maybe I can't step in and fill that gap. But I have referred so many people who I know who have created a certain product or resource. And I'm like, hey, your resource is really good for this. You need to start telling these people more about it. And they're like, oh, you know, and so like sometimes you just see, it's just by being in there, like you said, and seeing and noticing and these ideas get sparked in that way too.
1: Yeah, we have to put our blinders on to know why we're on social media. That's a really important thing. Like I know that when I'm on social media, when my kids are at school, I am not looking at family stuff. I am not looking at passion project stuff. I am looking at stuff related to my work and I am posting related to my work. And I even find that sometimes I'd rather do that when I'm on social media outside of work too. So, you know, but making sure that you're not just getting sucked into the vortex of social media. And the way you do that is say, why do I want to go on social media right now? what do I want to learn? I want to learn how teachers, I keep using Mm -hmm. this example of after lunch, because I know that that is such a hotbed issue. Um, you know, and so it's like, I mean, even my daughter's science teacher was saying, I hate having class right after lunch. (laughs) And so, you know, it, it is. And so You could be curious about what teachers are doing with that specific goal in mind. Mm -hmm. You might do some searches with that goal in mind, but don't just go on there
0: to consume. Go on there to Mm -hmm. consume for your benefit. Mm -hmm. And when you consume content, so many relationships have been naturally formed by just Mm -hmm. consuming others' content or responding to a post, not with any intention of them ever being like, oh my gosh, she responded, I'm going to respond to her, but just being like, this is a great idea, or I really love that you stated this this way and just naturally starts conversations and there have been a lot of collaboration opportunities that have opened up just because I have been invested in other people's work and just been mm-hmm. very um, without expecting anything in return, but just very, um you know, maybe reaching out in the DMs, but not spamming, obviously, mm-hmm. but just, hey, I just really wanted to reach out and say, I really like this, 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 have a great day. And then, oh, that's a great, oh, thank you so much. You know, you just never know. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but you never know what doors will open by you just oh. naturally being curious. And you mentioned something earlier, which I think is so true. If you don't put yourself out there, And you don't ever let anybody know your zone of genius and who you are. They're not going to know who you are. Right. So It's just sometimes, once again, taking that step, which is very intimidating, but just start with one person, not saying spam all their posts, but start with one person. Comment on a post is where I'm getting at.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, just because somebody's got more followers than you, just because somebody posts more often than you doesn't mean that you can't still be in conversation with them. I mean it is it it's not a hierarchy mm-hmm. online it is a place to connect and if you oh. use that approach if you if you're not even on Instagram yet and you're like okay this conversation's inspired me to go on Instagram you go on Instagram you follow Jessica you follow me you follow like the other teachers in your school and you go start commenting on other things you're starting with something
0: So there are, I mean, you've even mentioned a few, but there's tons of resources available online and opportunities honestly keep growing every day because Mm -hmm. we live in a digital world, which is great, but it's overwhelming. I I know the teachers I work with are like, I'm using this, this, and this, but now look at all these 15 new things that came out in the world. How do I know what to use? So, So a music teacher feeling overwhelmed with choosing what to use, whether it is to consume or create, How do they pick something and just get moving with it?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, don't add something if you don't need to. That's my first rule of thumb. If you've got what you need right now, use it. I mean, I say this all the time when people are creating courses. If you've got a a phone, use your phone to record. You don't need an extra this, that, whatever. So just like that is my, my first thing. If you don't think you need something new, shelve it for later. It's what is the gap that you're trying to fill? What is the thing that what you currently are using isn't doing as good as it can, as efficiently as it can? Like, what is the problem you're trying to solve? And again, I mean, it's that that same idea of putting your blinders on. Don't look at this like buffet of all these options. Look for things that will solve that one problem that you're trying to solve or expand you into that new space, you know, maybe, maybe you're tired of the way you've been decorating your classroom and you said, okay, I am going to decorate my classroom in a new way. Then figure out, okay, do I need a cricket machine? Do I need to buy Canva templates? Do I like, what do you need in order to accomplish that? Don't just go out there and say, what's out there that you can sell me? Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have any other advice about anything we maybe already did or have not talked about today for the teachers listening? Do something.
1: Do something. You are already curious. You are listening to this podcast. You are not happy with the status quo of just going into work. Working with the kids and going home. You've already said yes to expanding your mind and your heart to do something else. You press play on this episode. Look at Teachers Pay Teachers. Look at Instagram. Look, you know, look in Mm -hmm. Facebook groups. Do something. You don't have to start with a 20 week course. In fact, I would never recommend starting (laughs) with a 20 week course, but do something. Write down your ideas run them by a trusted advisor, run them by a friend, run them by a teacher that you, you, you trust and you know will respect your ideas and put something out into the world. Everybody can put something out into the world in 90 days. Hmm. 90 days is a realistic amount of time for doing anything. You can do things a whole lot faster, but I want to give you grace and give you space 90 days from now, you could have something out in the world that you feel confident with. So I don't think that there's anything that we haven't really discussed that Mm. I think is really important. I do think that, you know, growing an email list and building out courses and, you know, and, and networking and all of that stuff is crucial, but take that first step or take that next step. And if you've done some of the things that we've already talked about look and be curious about what's next. You know, maybe it's bundling up all of your material that you've done for a specific season and putting that into a different place. Maybe it's taking stuff that you've got on Teachers Pay Teachers and building a course that uh, walks teachers through how to use it effectively. There's a million things you can do. So take that next step. And
0: where can everybody connect with you after this episode, Jamie?
1: Well, uh, you're listening to a podcast. So I would love for you to check out the music teachers expand online podcast, which is a weekly show. I, my episodes are super short. Most of the time they're 10 to 12 minutes long because you're busy. Um, I'd love for you to check that out. If you are thinking about expanding online, go to expandonlinenow.com and download my Make Money Teaching Music Online guide and that will get you started.
0: And of course, I'm on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Slutsky. And all those links will be in the show notes. So make sure you check them out. Thank you so much for being here today. I've loved this conversation. This has been amazing. Thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Well, hey there, thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week and I will see you soon.